Welcome to the Build Your House podcast. Build Your House is designed to give you the tools you need to disciple your family. Each Monday during the school year, we will be taking time to talk about real issues that we are facing with real answers from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Build Your House podcast. This is Tyler, and with me today is a very special person. We get to hear from him from a week-to-week basis. I have Pastor Brent with us this morning. Pastor Brent, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. And Tyler, it's always good to be on our podcast and talking to the best people in all the world. Absolutely. Man, it's great to have you. We are going to continue our our theme or our discussion talking about love. Okay. And uh, we've talked, you know, uh, about the greatest commandment, second greatest commandment that Jesus gives us in scripture, which is to love God and to love others. Uh, I think the loving God part, I think we all have a pretty good firm on firm grasp on that. Right. Uh, today though, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about loving other people, uh, especially because of the culture that we live in today. It seems like there's a narrative trying to be forced onto to everybody that if you love somebody, you have to accept them as they are. And so I wanted to ask a question. We can jump right into it. How do we as Christians who know the word, we try to follow the word the best that we can throughout scripture. How do we as Christians, how do we accept all people, even if they are living a, a biblical lifestyle that doesn't really line up with the word of God? Or 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 maybe they, they don't want it to line up with the word of God. How do we still love them? How, what does that look like in today's day? Right. I think we first have to go to Jesus and in the sense that for God so loves the world, but that doesn't mean that he agrees with the world. The right. very fact that he came and that he died for our sins, the love of God drove him to do that, but we still had sin. And uh, so thankfully he didn't agree with us, but he came to, die for us and show that extreme love for us, right. you know. Um, I think, you know, the best way to love someone is to remain faithful to what you know is true. Mm-hmm. I think to the prodigal son, that boy in, in Jesus' parable wanted to go out and live the way he wanted to live uh, and to sow, I guess, all of the sin that he wanted to sow his dad didn't follow him into that. Right. He remained faithful to what he was and who he was. But when that son reached the end of sin and it was ugly, right. he came home and then we see the father who was there anticipating, waiting, watching and looking for his son. I think that is the love. Mm-hmm. It shows that hey, I I don't agree with you, but the best way to love you is to remain faithful. But my love is going to be constantly anticipating your return. Because one thing we know for sure is that the end of sin is always ugly. And, And ugly sin has a way of getting through to us more than anything else. It was when that prodigal son reached the pig pen, was eating the pig's food, 
that he woke up, something in him said, you know what? I was made for something better than this. Mm -hmm. And that drove him back to where he knew he could find love. Right. And so I think, you know, you're, you're going to continue to love them, but sometimes we think our love has to uh, go follow them to the pig pen. No, the best way to love them is to remain faithful. So when they come back, Right. And they're tired of sin. They got something to come yeah, back absolutely. to. They you know? know that they can always come back. That's to right. For sure. You know, and that's, you know, it's Luke 15. We get this, the, the prodigal son story. But what prompts even Jesus telling the story is you have the, you know, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, and they're, they're trying to call out Jesus for always hanging out with, with sinners. They said, Jesus, why do you always hang out with these, you know, these back alley kind of people, right. the, the sinners? Why don't you hang out with these religious people? And so Jesus essentially answers them saying, listen, if you want to know why I do what I do, first you have to know who I am. And that's what he goes through the parables, you know? And, and so I know we all strive to our, our absolute best to, to love like Jesus. And one thing that I personally always strive to do, I really, I try my hardest to never come across as one of these Pharisees came across to Jesus where we think we're better than everybody. We think Absolutely. we're higher and mightier. And we like to stand on that soapbox on the corner and point out all that's wrong, thinking that you're doing something good. But then Jesus calls him out on it. He's like, man, yeah, you're so right in the law, but your approach to it is so wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's when Jesus goes into this story of, you know, the father and the, and the prodigal son and the son going off and living a, a wasteful life but then at his lowest point, he remembered that, hey, dad's still there. That's right. And even if he just, he says, you know, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against my father. Just hire me back as a servant. Let right. me be the lowest of lows, thinking that'd be good enough. Right. Let me just get back and serve. But but Jesus, as the father, he didn't even, he says, no, no, no. Go get the ring. Get the robe. You're not coming back and having to start all over you're still a son. That's right. You left as a son, but you're going to return as a son as well. That's right. So, 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 so amazing. You know, I heard somebody say one time, I am not better than you, but I am better off. And I love that because yeah. being in the grace of God and receiving and, and being a recipient of the love of God and knowing the truth of God doesn't make me better than anybody, but it does make me better off. Yeah. And it's not until someone chooses to walk away from truth and walk away from grace that they need to know where they can be better off yeah, again. And if sure. we and if we water down uh, that truth and what we know, then we don't give them anything to come back to. So the best way to love them is to remain faithful to to God and his word. Love that. Absolutely. And that is love. Love is when you want the best for them. Yeah. It's not what can I get from you? It's what can I you know what can I give to you? How can I serve you? And and you know like I was just telling you my son Nixon he's he's been battling a sickness for a couple of days and he hates taking medicine. But as a father I love him. I want I hate seeing him struggle. I want him to get to get better. Yeah. So what do we do? We make him take medicine. And man, bro, that's a struggle. It right. is a process, you know? And in the moment, he doesn't realize what we're doing is for his benefit. He just, all he sees is, you know, we're being mean and forcing him to take something that doesn't taste well. But in the end, why do we do it? It's all out of love because I want the best for the people that are. Right. And, and you even think about boundaries that you set up as a parent. Right. Uh, sometimes 
kids that are raised without boundaries and without any kind of restrictions in their lives, they end up feeling like nobody cares and nobody loves them. So setting up boundaries and restrictions, it speaks of love. You know, when I tell my kids, hey, I want you home at a certain time, I'm I'm not just trying to uh, be a, a killjoy. Right. I am letting them know, hey, I care about you enough to put a restriction in your life and yeah. a boundary in your life. So it says something. So the lack of boundaries and, and things communicate a really a lack of, of compassion right, towards yeah. people. Do you even care about me? That, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's, that's the yeah, question they're probably exactly. asking. You know? It's so funny how just opposite you know, church culture or biblical culture is from, you know, the worldly culture that's being taught to, to our children, to our students on a daily basis. It's, it really is so amazing. And so with that, let me ask one last question as we, as we stay on the, the topic of prodigals, let's say you are a parent of a prodigal, or maybe you're a grandparent of a prodigal. Uh, how can you continue to love that son or daughter who has gone away in such a way that when they do reach that lowest of low points, they can always know mom or dad's door is always open and ready for me to return home. How can we ensure that we are loving in such a way that they know the door is always open? Again, I think it's being faithful to the truth. Uh, That is one of the first things that we do. Uh, Second of all is communicating to them uh, via, I mean, you know, now via text or, um, you know, in any way that I can let them know that I love them uh, is is going to go a long, long ways. You know, I can't buy a child's love or someone's love, yeah. but I can let them know that I'm going to be there no matter what. I had heard a story one time about uh, actually a preacher's kid who got in trouble and he, the preacher was called late into the night and he went to the scene where the cops had the preacher's kid pulled over. And I'm sure the preacher's kid was very, very nervous about, you know, dad showing up and him being in this predicament. But the dad walked up to him and said, I love you. And you've never needed me more than you do right now. Wow. Because the cops that pulled him over, they didn't love him like that dad loves him. Right. So, yeah, there may be some consequences, but I am going to be with you through the thick and the thin, and I'm going to stay with you, and I'm going to I'm going to always love you. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm going to agree with you or accept any of your behavior, but I'm always going to love you. There's always a place for you to come back to, right. and I want you to know I am that lighthouse that is that is constant that you can come back to. For sure, I love that. Whenever I think of the prodigal son story, for some reason, I just think there is a bridge between like the father's house and wherever the son went. And and if we're not careful, it's so easy to burn that bridge once the son or daughter goes away. Yeah. To burn that bridge. But if you burn the bridge, how do they get back home? That's right. Don't burn the bridge. Don't burn the the bridge. bridge. That's right. Be the bridge. That's great. Great statement. Always to come back to. That's so good. Well, Pastor, thanks for being with us this week. We're so thankful for your wisdom the knowledge and speaking on this subject. We really hope that it, it is a blessing and an encouragement to you. Listen, we know there's a lot of prodigals out there and we are we are praying and believing for their return 
back to, to your house, back, but more importantly, back to the house of God. And so let that be our prayer this week. Let us let us pray for a prodigal. Let us let us lift their name up in prayer. Absolutely. Let us have faith. Let's join our faith believing that we are going to see a revival of prodigals coming back to the house of God. Amen to very that, soon. Tyler. All right, Absolutely. thanks so much for tuning in with us. We'll see you back next week on another episode of the Build Your House podcast. God bless.